I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it inside. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to today's podcast where I'll be bringing you inspiring words and teachings that will inform you and transform your life forever. But before we start, I'd like us to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we worship you, we honor you, we adore you. We ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit. And Lord God Almighty, for it is written that the entrance of your word brings light and understanding to the simple. Enlighten us through your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'd like us to open to the book of 1 Corinthians. Chapter 13 and verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13. Hallelujah. It says, And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Hallelujah. Now the word charity is from the Greek word Agape. Hallelujah. And agape actually means love. Hallelujah. So I think it would have been better for them to write love than charity because charity means something else. It says, and now abideth faith, hope, and love. These three but the greatest is love. Hallelujah. Now, this is amazing. You know, somebody might just read this scripture and what does this really mean? And then um, you just pass over it. But this is really powerful. This is, these are the three principles of existence. What you see here, now abideth these three, faith, hope, and love. And he says the greatest is love. Now if he says the greatest is love, then it means there is the one that is less greater and there is the one that is least greatest. Now I've heard it said somewhere where, you know, um, I've heard somewhere where it said, well, the Bible says love is the greatest, but it didn't say which other one is less greater. Well, if you study through scriptures, you can know which one is at which position. Great, greater, greatest. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. But he says faith, hope, and love. Hallelujah. If you want to succeed in life, you must have these three. If you must accomplish any great thing in life, you must have these three. Faith, hope, and love. But he says the greatest is love. Hallelujah. But you see, even in the concept of salvation, the principle of uh, the concept of salvation, before you get born again, before you are saved, somebody has to preach the gospel to you. Somebody has to bring the word to you. Hallelujah. And when the word comes to you, you become hopeful. Hallelujah. You become hopeful. And then that hope that you have is what leads you to say, I want to receive Jesus. And then your, your hope is transformed into faith because you take action. Hallelujah. Hope is a belief. But faith is action. Hallelujah. Faith is active. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. And I'm going to show you in a minute in the book of Romans. Oh, hallelujah. The book of Romans chapter 15 I'm reading from verse 13. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. When you're hopeful about something, you have joy. You have peace. It says in believing. Hope helps you to believe. Hallelujah. When you are hopeful, you believe. Let's assume there's somebody, um, the person was diagnosed with HIV, for example. And then, you know, they have said, oh, once you have this thing, HIV, AIDS, you know, the person is like a death sentence, an incurable disease, as they say. And then at such point, you know, the person loses hope. Oh, I'm going to die because this thing is incurable. And then while the person is thinking about dying, somebody comes with news and says, listen, I saw on the news last week, not too long ago, that a woman was cured of HIV. Hallelujah. And this actually happens on the news. A woman somewhere in America was cured of HIV according to what they said on the news. Hallelujah. So somebody who had decided, okay, this is my fate, I'm going to die. And then news comes and says, listen, this thing, you don't have to die. Somebody was cured. It's like they found something. Somebody was cured of this thing. What happens when such news comes? It comes with peace. It comes with joy. You say, really? It means I don't have to die? Now, at that time, nothing really has changed. 
The virus is still there. But news has come that this thing can be dealt with. It comes with peace. The person becomes excited, joyful. And then the person begins to believe. If somebody has been cured, it means I too can be cured. It means I don't have to die. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So what? Hope. The person becomes hopeful. Praise God. Now, at the stage of hope, nothing really has changed. Nothing has changed. Hope is a believer. Hope believes I can be something. Hope believes I can achieve something. Hope believes I can go somewhere I can. Hope believes. Hope is a believer. But at the stage of hope, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. There are many preachers who all they offer is hope. They tell you what God can do. God is able to do this and do that and do that. And that is beautiful. That is great. Hallelujah. That is great. In fact, this scripture I just read now in Romans 15 verse 13 describes God as the God of hope. He calls himself the God of hope. Hallelujah. That is beautiful. But it's not enough. Your hope must graduate to become faith. Hallelujah. If that person sits back after hearing that somebody was cured of HIV and okay, now there is cure, something can happen. And the person is happy and excited. Okay, great. But all the person does is to sit down and do nothing. The person will still die. Praise God. The person is still going to die. Hallelujah. So, yes, the information has come. Now you are hopeful. Now you believe something can happen. But then you get up and you make a move. Hallelujah. That move that you make is faith. What you do because of the information that you receive, that's faith. The Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is what gives hope substance. This faith is a substance, Hebrews 11 verse 1, of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith. Hallelujah. Hope is a believer. Hope helps you to believe. But faith is a receiver. Hallelujah. Faith is a go-getter. He goes to get what you believe. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So it says, now about these three, faith, hope, and love. See, the greatest is love. So in the hierarchy of things, the least of them actually is hope. Hope. Hope doesn't change anything, but it positions you for a change. Hallelujah. It's just like you are going to a place where there's an opportunity 
uh, hope will take you to the door of that place. But that's the best that hope can do. It is faith that takes you in. It is faith that actually opens the door and takes you in. Hope brings you to the gate of heaven, actually, but it's faith that takes you in. When the message of, of the gospel comes to you and you are told how if you receive Jesus, you receive eternal life into your spirit, there's a transformation. Your sins are washed away. When that message comes to you, you believe. That is hope. But then you don't stop at believing. You pray the prayer of salvation, action. That's what takes you into the kingdom. Glory to Jesus. Now every, every believer is a master of hope. Every believer. Even if you were born again today, even if you received Jesus Christ today, you got into the kingdom because you have become a master of hope. Now you have become hopeful because you believe. You believe in Jesus. You have been awakened to the fatherhood of God. Even though you've not seen God, you believe that he exists. Because you've become a master of hope. And you know that one day, when this life is over, you're going to be with Jesus in heaven. You believe that. Every believer has it. Every believer is a master of hope. Hallelujah. And that is beautiful. But again, hope is not enough. Hope keeps you, helps you to believe. It keeps you in a, in a, in a, in a state of mind which is good, but that is not good enough. You can't get anything by hoping. Just hoping rather. You can't get anything done just by hoping. Hallelujah. If you say, I hope I'll be able to go there and get the money, as long as it remains hope, as long as you don't get up and go and collect the money, you won't get that money. So yes, it starts by hope, but don't end at hope. You have to graduate to faith. Hallelujah. I want to show you in the book of 1 John chapter 2. First John chapter 2. I want to uh, read on to you from verse 12. First hmm. John chapter 2, and I'm reading from verse 12. Now it says, I write unto you little children. He's talking about spiritual babies, people that have just given your hearts to Christ. It is because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. These ones, they've just received Christ and they know that their sins have been forgiven. They know they are children of God. They are masters of hope at this stage. Then he says, I write unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. 
talks about the fathers. Fathers have known him that is from the beginning. They have what is called experiential knowledge. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now when a child is newly born, the child at some point identifies his parents. The child knows his parents. That child only knows his dad, for example, as dad. That's all he knows about his father. He doesn't know anything else about him. This is my father. That's it. But as he grows older, and he grows older, he will discover, oh, my father is a teacher. Oh, my father is a doctor. And he, began, he, begin, he will begin to know other things about his father, which he didn't know before. He will begin to discover that this man is not only my father, he's also a doctor. He's also this. He'll begin to know other things about his father, which are, this kind of knowledge comes by experience. So that's why he's saying here, the fathers have known him that is from the beginning. They've known God beyond father. Hallelujah. Then he says, I write unto you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. Hallelujah. Then he goes on again to start. He says, I write unto you children because you have known the father. Pause. And that's what I was talking about earlier. I said, everyone that is born again has become a master of hope. There are people who are atheists, for example. They don't believe at all. They don't believe in God. They don't even believe that God exists or anything like that. For such people, hope is dead when it comes to the things of God. Zero hope. But you are different. Even though you have not seen God with your optical eyes, you believe that he exists. You believe so much that you commit your life to him. You believe so much that you spend time going to church, spend time in praying, spend time in listening to his word because you have become a master of hope. Hallelujah. So he says, I write unto you children because you have known the father. You, you've known him as your father, as daddy. God is my daddy. I know him. Then he says, I, write, I have written unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. He says that again. And I told you about experiential love. Then he says, I write unto you young men because you are strong. I write unto you young men because you were strong. Now this is just like the human, uh, different um, developmental levels of the human being. Initially when the child is born, that's a baby. And then it becomes a toddler and a little child. And then after a while, that child becomes an adolescent. Praise God before the child becomes and the adolescent becomes an adult. So three basic stages in human development. The first stage, the child, from being a baby to being a toddler to being a, a little child to an adolescent. Hallelujah. Now when children become adolescents, at such points they become strong. And they have many features of adults 
unlike the babies. An adolescent young lady can actually get pregnant. She can. Hallelujah. An adolescent young man, then his muscles start becoming strong. He starts developing you know, physical, those physical attributes and all. He's strong. Now, in the spiritual sense of it, there is also spiritual adolescence. When you've left the level of babyhood Christianity, Hallelujah. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you've been receiving the word. The word of God has been coming to you and you have grown and you have become strong. You've put your faith to work and you've seen the result of it. And you have become strong. So at the adolescent level, that's the young man's stage is talking about. You have become a master of faith. That's the stage where you start praying for people and miracles happen. That's the stage you've gotten to. Where you, 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 you pray for people. Miracles happen. Sometimes you pray for people, demons manifest and are cast out. That's spiritual adolescence. It says, I write unto you strong men, young men, because you are strong and the word of God, you see, abideth in you. This is different from the baby. The babies have just come in. They don't know anything apart from the message of salvation. That's the only thing they know. But the young man has been in the kingdom for a while and has been receiving the word and has been building his faith. So he says, you are strong. The word of God abides in you. Then he says, and you have overcome the wicked one. Hallelujah. But you see, one problem with adolescents is that they mistaken themselves for adults you see that child 16 17 i'm a grown man i'm a grown man because he started having six beards <laughs> his beards have started coming out six seven praise god so he adolescents or you see the young lady mommy i'm not a kid anymore i'm not a kid how old are you 16 <laughs> you're a kid so that's the mistake they make when they're adolescents. Because they've started having these features of the adults, they think they're adults. So even though they have the physical development of adults, they don't have the mental development of an adult. So because a 16-year-old can get pregnant does not mean she should. Physically, she's ready for that, but mentally, she's not prepared. She can handle it. It's the same thing when certain people start experiencing some things in ministry and stuff. They think they have become fathers in the faith and they want to run out on their own. No. There's still some development to be made. Mental development. Very important. Hallelujah. So he says, I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome your because you are strong and the word of God abideth in you and you have overcome the wicked one. Why? Because they have become masters of faith. Hallelujah. So they know how to get things done. They've become masters of faith. They've overcome the wicked one. Hallelujah. But then verse 15, he goes on to say this. He says, love not the world, 
neither the things that are in the world. He's talking to the young men because it's young people that like the pleasures of this world. And if you are not trained, you would want to use your faith to get material things. Have you seen people who try to show off, show off of their wealth and stuff like that? That's not why God blesses us with things for us to show off. So he says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that are in the world, verse 16, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, the young men are masters of faith. They've come to understand the concept of faith. And they have learned to apply their faith. And their faith is working. But there is a higher level. The Bible says, now abide these three. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest is love. Now, I told you that hope... Is a believer. Hope believes. Hallelujah. Hope believes. But hope doesn't get anything done. Faith is a receiver. Faith is active. It possesses. Hallelujah. But the greatest is love. Love is a giver. Hallelujah. Love. The Bible says, For God so loved the world, that he gave. He gave. Love is a giver. Hallelujah. Love. The, uh, I've said this before. That two things that you do. The proof of love. Is in giving and forgiving. If you love. You will give. If someone loves you. And doesn't give to you. The person is lying. Love is a giver. And love is a forgiver. Hallelujah. Now God describes himself as love. He says there is no greater love than for a man to lay down his life for his friends. Love. Love is a giver. And there are some things that are yours and you have a right to claim. But because of love, you let go of it. For example, when they came to arrest Jesus. You know, and Peter pulled out his sword to fight. Jesus said, put your sword back. See, if I wanted to, I could have called for 12 legions of angels to come and fight for me. Say, but how would scriptures be fulfilled? How would man be saved, mankind be saved? I came to die to save mankind. And if this doesn't happen, men will not be saved. So even though by faith he could take his deliverance, he could get out of that situation like he had done so several times before. But love made him to lay down his life. He allowed them to arrest him. In fact, if you study in the book of John, when they wanted to um, arrest him, 
When they said, who are you looking for? They were looking for Jesus of Nazareth and so stop. He said, I am he. The Bible says, the moment he said, I am he, all the soldiers, all the people that came to arrest him went backward and fell. I know some of you have not seen that in the Bible, but it's there. They fell under the power. They were slain in the spirit. So if he wanted to escape, he would have escaped at that time. But how would mankind be saved? So he chose love instead of faith. Because love is the highest. So sometimes, even when you have the right to do certain things, because of love, you will let go. Hallelujah. That's why he said love is the greatest. Love. There are some people today who are enemies of God, wreaking havoc, causing problems. But God still showers his love upon them. He still shows them mercy. Because he knows at some point, some of them could be saved. Like the apostle Paul, who was Saul. The Bible talks of how he, he caused wrecked havoc in the church, arrested many believers, led to the killing of a number of them. And by the justice or judgment of God, God could have wiped him out. But God saw an apostle in an apostate. Hallelujah. He saw an apostle in that man who was persecuting the church. God saw an apostle. And the love of God reached out to him and called him and transformed him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that's why we must be on the side of God, on the side of love. We must think like God. We must act like God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. We must act like God. When you become a father of faith, it's when you have become a master of love. A master of love. That's when you become a father of faith. The children, it talks about the three different states. The children, the little children, the young men, and the fathers. The little children are masters of hope. They are hopeful. They believe in Jesus. They have come to the kingdom. They have known the father. They know God as their daddy. They know one day they are going to go to heaven. But then the young men, not only do they know these things, they have received the word. The word of God abides in them. And they have been able to take a stand against the wicked one and overcome him. The babies are not working in any miracles. No miracle is happening to the little children. But the young men have started doing miracles because they are putting the word to work and they are getting results. But if they are not careful, they can become selfish. Their prayers are now about selfish things instead of what God wants. But when you get to the level of fatherhood, you become a master of love. You don't go anywhere just because you want to go. Yes, you can go, but you say, no, I'm staying here so I can do this and do that. 
love. That's why he says the greatest is love. So we all are different levels. We're all at different levels. Some of us have just come into the kingdom and we're receiving the word. Hallelujah. And that's great. But as the word of God comes to you, even if you are a, 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 a baby Christian, you're just coming in, begin to put, put the word to work. Hallelujah. So you graduate from hope to faith. Hallelujah. And then there are some of us who are at that level of faith also. We have started doing one or two things. We're praying for people. We're seeing miracles. We're casting out the demons. We're seeing all those things. And thank God for that. But there is a higher level. That's the level of love. There's a higher level. At that point, you become a master of love. You are looking for ways to raise your brother or your sister. You're looking for ways to help them, to pick them up. The one that is wounded, you don't destroy. You help to restore. When you have come to that level, you become a master of love. And he says the greatest is love. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you find out what level you are and then you strive to go to the next level. If all you've been hearing is the word and you've not put the word to work, start putting the word to work. So your hope becomes faith. And if all you have is faith, yes, you do the miracles, you pray for people, things happen. But then there's the higher level of love. When you begin to see as God sees, your compassion, your mercy will be prominent. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word that you brought to us. Telling us of the three basic concepts of our existence. Faith, hope, and love. Yes, you said hope. The God of hope helps us to believe. And then faith receives. But love gives. Lord, you help us to walk in hope, in faith, in love. Every day of our lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, sikale maramba sakayata. That will not be forgetful hearers of your word, but doers of the work. will apply the word and get results. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But above all, we will walk in love. For your word says that faith walks by love. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm sure you've learned something today about faith, hope, and love. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hope helps you to believe, and you believe. But hope doesn't do anything, really. Hope doesn't achieve anything. Your hope must grow to faith. Faith is a receiver. Faith is active. Hallelujah. But then love is a giver. Love knows his rights. I have the right to do this, but no, because of love. 
let it go. Praise the Lord. God bless you. And I'll come to you again with more inspiring words and teachings that will inform you and transform your life forever. But until I come to you again, keep living in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.